0: ah i don't like when they change things (laughs) and in three two one hello and welcome to the investment property income podcast my name is jeff edie and joining me today as always is my good friend one of canada's top mortgage brokers and uh well just generally somebody i enjoy talking to and love bringing on the show mr jonathan tilger jonathan how are you today (laughs)
1: I am awesome, Jeff. How about yourself?
0: I'm good, thanks. One of us is overcaffeinated this week, and it ain't me. It, it, it ain't me because I've had no caffeine,
1: believe it or not. Oh goodness, you wake up this way, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to see me on caffeine. I usually will only have some later in the day because if I have it in the morning, I'm just like jumpy.
0: Oh really? Yeah, yes. I have my two cups a day, and I'm I'm good. Um, so. This is an interesting one. You and I were having a short discussion before we got on here and the absolute dumbfounded look that you were giving me made me feel like I was completely off, but uh, I'm glad that you, you reached into the vaults and found where this one was stored. And I think it's uh, certainly a worthy conversation. That is the difference between the first time home buyers plan. And we'll go into some of the details about each, but, uh, the difference is between the first-time homebuyer's plan and the first-time homebuyer's incentive. Pretty uh, similar wording there, but very different things. And I perhaps came in with a bias on this one. And you may have corrected me, but I need to know why. <laughs> Let's go into, uh, obviously, the first-time homebuyer's plan first. you want
1: to talk about that? Uh, really... The the main thing with that is you've got a couple a couple advantages of being a first time home buyer. Number one is the land transfer tax, where you get a credit back on that, both on the provincial one. In addition, if you are buying within the within the Toronto city limits, also the Toronto uh, land transfer tax, you get a credit back on both. Where um, where does that credit get applied? It gets, it gets applied at the time of, of closing. So your land transfer tax at the time of closing, essentially if the land transfer tax was, uh, was supposed to be $5,000, you will get an instant credit. So you're only paying, I think you're only paying about a thousand of it at that point. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look up the exact numbers just because the lawyers always do that. They know the exact numbers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, fair. And, and the, 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 the second one is the RSPs. Okay. And that, that is are these two
0: separate plans or are they the same plan?
1: They're, well, there are two separate things. You can get one, you can get both. Uh, you, can be, you don't have to do both. You can get both. You can do one or the other. It's not a matter of, hey, it's both or nothing. It's really, hey, if, if you want to use your RSPs, you can obviously, if you're buying a place and you qualify, you're going to want to get the land transfer tax credit, but you don't need to be using the RSPs to get the land transfer tax credit. OK, uh, and the, 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 so with with the RSPs, you can you can withdraw money to be used for your down payment. In addition to closing costs, they word it as anything that will help you buy the house, which is usually your closing costs, including legal fees, land transfer tax and so forth, uh, where you can use you can get the uh, or take money out without any tax consequences at the time of taking it out. It does need to be repaid over really the next 15 years, uh, but, but that can be done.
0: So you can use that for closing costs as well as down payment? That's right, yes. Okay, depending on, of course, how much you've contributed to your RSP over the years. That's right. So good program, obviously. Uh, and when you pay it back to you, when you pay back the RRSP um, that you have borrowed from yourself, is there any cost to that?
1: So how it basically works? All got to go through how RSPs work, and that is with RSPs. At the time you put money into the RSP, you get a tax credit mm-hmm. that you that you can use in that tax year to write to write down the tax that's payable. Uh, now, when you take money out of RSPs, it's the opposite. You now have to treat that as income. So basically, you'll have to pay income tax for the money you take as if it's money earned in that particular year. So at
0: your current. Uh, tax, income tax bracket.
1: Exactly. So, so depending. So what the, what, what this program allows you to do, allows you to take that money out and not treat it as taxable income in that year. I like to use the the number $15,000 just because it's over 15 years. It's easier to explain this way. Mm -hmm. So you take out $15,000, you're buying a house this year. Uh, So I believe that next year you don't have to start repaying it. I could yeah, be I wrong you, with that. I think
0: you have a year or two-year grace. I yeah. Remember. So, so, yeah. so the
1: year you're taking it out, and the following year, I don't believe you have to start repaying it there. But then the following year, you've got to start repaying it over the next fifteen years. So, so essentially, you can put the full fifteen thousand in any point. Mm-hmm. uh, But, but essentially, so for each year, you've got to contribute one-fifteenth of the amount you took out so you've got to put the thousand dollars back in each year and in the year you put it in it will not be tr- you will not get the tax credit on that money you re- you're repaying mm-hmm. now if for some reason you do not contribute do not put the money in a particular year all that means is that that thousand dollars you have to treat as taxable income in that year
0: okay so you pay your $300 on it. And...
1: it, it exactly. So you've got to you pay your tax based on whatever your marginal tax rate is on that money. So could you
0: keep it out the entire amount and just have to pay that tax over the years?
1: You definitely could. Oh, well,
0: that's interesting. Hmm. I'm sure there's some interesting strategies around that that we've never heard of.
1: Yeah, there There are. And, uh, I would just say especially if there was a year where maybe your income was down, that might be the year to apply it. Because mm-hmm. if your income is and you're at a much lower tax tax bracket for a whole range of circumstances that come could come up. Like just COVID. see if you exactly just <laughs> apply apply it during that period. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Hmm. There's some. Great uh, taxation advice and, and, possibility, but not advice.
1: Uh. And yeah, well, well, I was just going to say, with that, make sure you talk to talk to your accountant, talk to a tax expert on that side. That's not my area of expertise. Uh, <laughs> the legal uh,
0: disclaimer there. But yeah, but, yeah
1: I, I I can give certain. I'll I can give my perspective on certain things, and I'll just usually say it as here's something you want to look at and consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. make sure you get the proper tax advice before you actually implement it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be messing around with your taxes. That's, uh, nobody needs an audit. So let's talk about the first-time homebuyers incentive program.
1: So this was something uh, introduced a few years ago uh, by the Trudeau government, and it is where they will match your down payment up to 5%. Actually, is it up to 5%? Or
0: I believe it's up to 5%. Uh, like, they'll contribute up to 5%.
1: Yeah. Uh, Matching what you put in. So you put in 5%, they will match your 5%. So you'll have Mm -hmm. 10% down. Uh, I'll just say, so there's, there's good, bad with, with every situation there, there's, there's a a plus and a negative to it. So with this, they, they will contribute that, but they will now own a 5% equity stake in your property. Hmm.
0: Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so it's not it's not a traditional loan it's an equity loan they become a partner in your house
1: exactly so your house appreciates in value uh so again let's just put numbers to it you buy you buy the house for for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars you put five percent in twenty five thousand they put five percent in twenty five thousand a few years later you sell the house let's just say it's now worth seven hundred thousand so the house has gone up two hundred thousand dollars in value mm-hmm that 5% they put in, you will have had to make no payments on that over over the, the period. But now that you sold the house, they're going to look and they say, well, the house is worth $700,000. So we've had $200,000 in growth. So $200,000, they, they own a 5% stake in the property. So you will be repaying the $25,000 in addition to the 5% of that $200,000, which, which is... Ten thousand dollars, so you'll be be, be repaying them th- thirty five thousand.
0: I did the math while you were going along there. I, yeah, I, I felt like I was following the bouncing ball while you were saying yes,
1: yes. <laughs> Follow the bouncing ball, yes, yes. So, yes.
0: Um, truly, what your your tax on that becomes, or your repayment on that becomes, is uh, pretty significant. Yeah, it, that's, it a, could... that's almost that's like a forty percent payment if you sell that house. If it's,
1: uh, if, it, if it's gone up, up $200,000 in value, keep in mind that, uh, that 95%, um, 95% of the equity is still yours, mm-hmm. uh, but there is that portion there. Does this, does this program make sense for everybody? No. Uh, are there some people where maybe it allows you to buy, just qualify because now you've got that extra 5% down, allows you to qualify for a little bit more, maybe get the house you want. Uh, then potentially, or get in the area you want, then potentially. So it's something to look at and consider. You just want to make, again, with everything, you want to make sure that you understand the program fully. You don't want to go in and then suddenly, oh, wait, I got to pay an extra $10,000 uh, at a later date. Why did I do this? You want to make mm-hmm. sure you understand that, that up front.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So let's say you typically you can qualify at the, the high ratio mortgage with 5% down the CMHC and all that stuff from that perspective does it make sense to have more going down on the house or just you know pay for the CMHC
1: so obviously if you've got a little bit more of a down payment a couple things are going to happen first of all if you go from five to ten percent down your CMHC premium is going to drop so both because the mortgage amount is lower but also with ten percent down it's a lower premium amount It is, uh, I've got to look up the exact numbers, I believe it's 4.1% with 5% down, and I think it's three and a half with 10% down. So you're you're, you're saving 0.6% right there. Also, because you've got a lower mortgage, you're going to have a little, you'll have a little bit reduced mortgage payment. So at what point does it make sense to, to have that versus not have it? That's where you really got to look at the numbers. And if if you're like, Hey, I I, want to buy a place. I want to do this. I want to use this first time incentive program uh, because, Hey, I want to reduce my payment. Then can go through, and that's something that's something I'll just say. I actually enjoy doing and saying it. When does it make sense to do this? How much does the house? How much does it, the house have to appreciate for it to start costing you money? Versus, hey, you know what? You're you're. It's a fairly neutral move, or maybe it might put you a little bit ahead of the game as well.
0: So weird that you enjoy that math. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I me to take you to the racetrack sometime.
1: Uh- <laughs> well, it's it's so weird you don't enjoy that math. So we can look at it from both perspectives. <laughs> no no
0: i i get it it's 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 an interesting problem to solve and i mean math problem not problem problem um to be able to do that like there's some pretty interesting numbers and it it never ceases to amaze me how complicated mortgage financing can get like it's 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 no wonder the average person doesn't understand what their mortgage is yeah It's uh, it's, it's, you know what, actually, it kind of makes me sad because it's most people's largest purchase they'll ever make is their home. Yes. And they make payments on every month and it's like a 25, 30 year commitment and they haven't got a clue how it works. They just know this is my payment at the end of the month. And when this thing's up, here's how much I've paid down. Yep. Hopefully. Yes and i'm going to refinance that and take that equity back out and get on that hamster hamster wheel for a while um so would you recommend somebody coming in and and using both of these programs in conjunction
1: The the well the 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 first so going through the first one the, the first time uh first time homebuyers plan a hundred percent, especially if you got money in RSPs and that's what you need for the down payment, then definitely let's let's look at it. Let's see if it makes sense.
0: And hey, if you don't have to pay a tax, don't pay a tax. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly the case. As far as the first time homebuyers incentive. Again, let's have the conversation. Let's go through it. Let's run the numbers so you understand. And it's not it's. I look at most of these things. It's not me saying, does this make sense? Because ultimately it doesn't make sense for you as you being the home buyer. Does it make sense for you to do this? Uh, And I can help run the numbers. So you understand the pros and the cons you understand, Hey, if if the house goes up 3% in value, then it's a neutral move. If the house goes up 5% in value, that's where, that's where it starts. That's where it's going to cost you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And saying it's costing you a little bit more, that doesn't necessarily make it a bad move because does it help you get in the house that you really want in the area you want versus you got to take something out of compromise.
0: So let's go back just a a half a step to that first-time homebuyers program. Uh, And this is something that I remember. I don't – how do I say this? I remember thinking that being able to put 5% down was the first-time homebuyers plan. Yes, um, and it's very interesting because now I don't even make that association. Do you want to address that just before we, we wrap this all up here? I don't even make that association anymore, but I do know there's a lot of people out there that think they can, you know, the only way they can put 5% down is with the first time homebuyers plan. Why? Yeah, is
1: that? that's uh well, it, it's just, just because typically the majority of people who use that program, they are first time homebuyers. Generally speaking, most people who are buying their second, third, fourth, whatever it is, house, they're usually not in a position where they need to go 5% down just because they're using the equity they've built up in their current house. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that, the 5%, 10% down, anything really less than 20%, it just means your mortgage needs to be insured, and the insurers are not exclusive to first-time buyers. They will insure to anybody who qualifies. Okay, so CMAC has nothing to do with the first-time home buyers program. That's correct. Outside of the fact that it is how... A- it's how a lot of first-time buyers buy their first house.
0: Well, yes, they they typically, yeah. But any any high ratio mortgage is just a high ratio mortgage. That's right. First-time home buyers add on the other programs. That's right. All right. I'm, I I think it's important to make those distinctions because and, for some reason there is a, a a what's the word I'm looking for an association made between five percent down in the first time homebuyers plan but they are not the same thing they can be used together but they are not the same thing and again the incentive being something completely different that's right and the first time home buyers and, and the,
1: the other thing i'll just add is that they also do have provisions where if you've not owned a house for a certain period of time you can still you can requalify for the first time home buyers plans no kidding yeah
0: I, how many I, I be- years is that i believe it's five years Oh, so that'd be great for anybody coming out of uh, perhaps a bankruptcy or anything like that.
1: Uh, out of a bankrupt- well, out of a bankruptcy or where you see it a lot, especially nowadays, is someone who's gone through a divorce. Maybe they don't own a house for a few years. And so they can get back into the market with uh, using the first-time homebuyers plans. That's cool. Kind of
0: starting over, rebuilding.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing, if you've got, you've got two people buying it together, one is a first-time home buyer, the other one is not. Uh, you can apply part of the first-time homebuyer plan. So the person who's not, for instance, they can pull money out of their RSPs. Bless you. <laughs> that's a first. Uh so no,
0: that's that that that's very interesting. So you could um you could take
1: half of the down payment or, or how would that work? Just the, the person who is the first time buyer. Could take out their it's not necessarily have to be half the down payment, but just use their just use their limit they're allowed to pull out for under the first time homebuyers plan and apply that towards the down payment and closing costs
0: okay, and then how would that work with the land
1: transfer tax uh I've got to confirm with a lawyer on that one there i I think you can get a partial credit, but i I don't want to speak on that one I don't know that one enough yeah fair, fair, so that one would depend uh yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Anything you want to wrap it up with, Jonathan? I think we've covered these topics
1: quite well. Always, always a complete pleasure speaking with you, Jeff. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, it's so, so much fun talking about this stuff. I could talk about it all day long. As, uh, as <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a giant nerd, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure learning about the nuances of mortgage finance. That. You know, every time I I start talking about this stuff, I learn something new, which is kind of crazy. Thank you also for listening. If you want to get a hold of Jonathan, learn anything about the uh, First Time Home Buyers Program, the First Time Home Buyers Incentive, or uh, just generally any financing questions, you most certainly can get a hold of Jonathan at i P income at a mortgage plan.com or if you want to come and be a guest on the show and get some of those questions answered by all means we'd love to have you you can also download the free book that jonathan and i co-authored together at i uh no sorry it's the uh, investment property income book at investmentpropertyincomebook.com grab your free copy there and uh thank you for listening today i appreciate all of you and jonathan i appreciate you as well Have a fantastic day and we will see you next time.